Are you good with people? Maybe you're organized or have a knack for numbers. Well, then chances are you've got skills that could lead to a new career. A Google Career Certificate can help you get a foot in the door with top employers in fast-growing fields like IT support, project management, data analytics, and user experience design. It's professional-level training developed and taught by Google employees. And it's all online so you can learn around your schedule. Put your skills to work. Go to grow.google slash certificates. Faster my crazy day, my packed commute, all those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Westwood One presents The Polsters. The Polsters. And now, Margie and Kristen. Hi, and welcome to The Pollsters. I'm Margie O'Mara, Democratic pollster with PSB Research. And I'm Kristen Soltis-Anderson, Republican pollster with Echelon Insights. And each week we bring you the polls driving the latest news in politics, tech, and pop culture. So today we're recording on Wednesday, March 8th. People have asked us to put the date up at the top. Here it is. This is the date. We're going to release it today on International Women's Day. And... Beyond just the day, there's all kinds of other news going on, of course, more presidential news, some of it particularly salient. We have what we a song we've been waiting to use. We could have been used it a lot of different weeks. I today's the day. So I I saw a column that I think was it's was written by a writer at Tablet and it was like tailor made to push maybe not pu- push my rage buttons might be like uh the wrong way to phrase it, but it was basically making the case that Billy Joel is the Donald Trump of pop music. What? And I about lost my mind because I love Billy Joel so much. (laughs) But he like lays out this case for like the similarities between how Donald Trump has crafted his rise to fame and like how Billy Joel like hasn't actually released new music since the early 90s, but like just keeps rolling with like what was working in the early 90s and like people still love it and pack arenas for him. And anyways, Hmm. all of which brings us to our song of the week. This story ain't going anywhere. We're going back to it every week. Uh, Back in the USSR. So this week's top lines. Uh, Are we back in the USSR? Seems like things are going crazy here in Washington, as usual. But even though the news seems crazy, charts of presidential job approval are pretty not crazy. What's going on there? Did Trump's big speech last week change the game or did his Friday night Twitter madness blow things up? We'll talk about the health of American democracy and we'll talk about health care. Move over Affordable Care Act, the Avoidable or American Health Care Act. Sorry, now I'm realizing I'm I wrote down AHCA and I'm not even 100 percent sure what it just slip, rolls off the tongue. Megan McArdle has been <laughs> saying it's the AHA. Aha. <laughs> Well, it's a new punching bag in town for the Freedom Caucus. We'll talk a little bit about uh, the prospects for health care reform, reform. And finally, it is International Women's Day. We'll talk about polling about the ladies. True confessions. I was telling Margie when I walked in, I had never heard of International Women's Day before 
Monday. Kristen, you did not bring me a present for International Women's I Day. I know. There was a guy <laughs> delivering flowers downstairs when I came in to – there's a, a – a, a big org, ladies group, a big in our ladies building. group in the building, and uh, there's somebody was delivering flowers to them, and the guards downstairs were having this great discussion about like the male guard was like, "You ladies, you already have days. You have Valentine's Day. You have Mother's Day. You got all kinds of days. Why do we need?" <laughs> and then the female guard, her point of the, view, all was, the other days are it's men's only days. a day if you have paid time <laughs> off. Then it's a day. No, but I, I was. I was telling Margie that there, I felt bad. A reporter had reached out to me about, like, what's your favorite memory of International Women's Day? Like, it was like this, Christmas this call, or something. Like, this do you have email. like, and I'm like, <laughs> I didn't until I got this email. I, I mean, there was like a reception that I uh, was supposed to go to. I mean, like, there's, but I, I feel like I have gone down some strange, like, memory hole where, like, there's this holiday that has existed that I just never knew about until. Now, yes. Well, has everybody big. been celebrating it all no. this time? And no. I've I think been it's you know, I think boat. it's gained some steam under threat. It's gained in popularity under threat, kind of like the Affordable Care Act. <laughs> <laughs> that was an excellent, so, excellent transition. Yes, excellent just, oh my god, this may not make it. Hey, Let's... that's like our song from two weeks ago. You don't know what yes, you got till it's exactly, gone. Is that exactly. why all the the ladies are striking? Exactly. You don't know what you exactly, got. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, emboldened by. Um, <laughs> By the march and so on. So, but in, first we're going to our poll of the week before we get to all that. The poll of the week, there are a couple of big rankings. People love these lists. They were popular on our Facebook feed where people click on the stuff that we push out. There are two different ones. One, Gallup has the top jobs rankings, which markets have the best good jobs rate as Gallup defines it. And they say that they're the cities that have the best job markets are typically cities in states where it's a big city and the capital is also there because then you have, you know, not all states have their big capital is also the big city in that state. They keep it separate. So it's not, it doesn't to consolidate power in one big city, but that's not true in throughout the country. So, you know, uh, obviously there's Washington, Minneapolis, Raleigh. I mean, those are areas where there are big cities and there's. I'm pretty sure there's a song in Hamilton about this, mm. but not wanting to keep all the power in. That's why they moved the capital to Washington. Ah, yes. Okay. Well, I <laughs> missed that song from Unclear the on spin the... class I took that played the <laughs> Hamilton mixtape. I didn't get that far. But anyway. Oh, that um, sounds fun. Yeah, it was pretty good. So the uh, so anyway, Washington, D.C. has the highest job, good job rate, according to Gallup. And has been number one going back many years. Yeah. It's, you know. It's... We're number one. We're number one. So, you know, how many of those jobs are in the White House, those good jobs? And how many of those good jobs will remain um, if, you know, the Trump administration starts to just sort of slash um, federal government spending, and which affects, obviously, our local economy? We don't know. But at least as of right now, or at least in our recent rearview mirror, um, D.C. is doing well. But overall, the U.S. is slipping. This is a different list done by Wharton. And the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School and the consulting firm BAV uh, and uh, U.S. News and World Report. And the best country overall is Switzerland. And the United States has dropped to number seven in part because of Donald Trump. This was a worldwide survey done with tens of thousands of people. And 75% of the respondents said they now feel – you know, more worried. Uh, they lost some respect uh, for U.S. leadership. So is this like a popu- popularity contest? Sounds too flip and it's not the right word. But like, what is the metric they're asking people to rate? I think 
they have a few different best dimensions. All, it is best like, all around, it looks like. Yeah, <laughs> best all around, best prom Miss king. congeniality. No, I think there are a few things. We can look it up. But it, it was, a, I think, an index of a couple different metrics. And so Switzerland is number one. And then Canada, obviously, because, you know, Justin, Mc, Canada. Justin McDreamy is, you know, the head of Canada. Everybody wants to go there. He's Progressive got the pa- Disney prince of the, the north. <laughs> he's got the pictures with the pandas and the yoga he pose. He does look like the prince from Old Uh Then the UK, Germany, Japan, Sweden, Aust- US, then Australia, France, and Norway. So that's the ranking. Anyway, so DC doing well. US down to number seven. Um, We're getting tired of winning, I guess. (laughs) Getting so tired of winning, we're going to drop down to number seven. Anyway, so moving on to how it's going more domestically. Uh, The Trump job approval chart, if you get a chance to take a look, um, the Fempire at HuffPost pollster, we always have their charts in our show notes to see what's going on in the world. And the job approval numbers are insanely flat. Um, Disapproval uh, of... The job that Donald Trump was doing as president has only very slightly increased since he first took office. Most of that increase really took place in the first couple of weeks. Um, it's It's been so stable. And there was – you know, he gave his big speech last week, the faux State of the Union, faux SOTU. Right. S-O-T-U. Right, right. It's not a thing. I just tried to make it a thing and I'm immediately retract. It is retract. shorter than join address. Immediately retract. Faux so do. Um, so everybody thought well, – no, <laughs> back up. Not everybody thought. Some people on television, some TV pundits, of which I was not one. That's good. I will say. that was just really – Said he became president at this moment. This was the moment. And look, it was a good speech. I, I Kudos to him. Like, it didn't sound totally like him in a lot of moments. And you can't go on TV and it just say, good this speech. isn't going to matter. This is also not going to matter. You know, because then that's, <laughs> that's yeah. boring. But that is that is often the answer. That is often like, the answer. <laughs> Nat- Nat- Natalie no, like, Jackson will change nothing. had a fantastic <laughs> tweet yesterday that I loved where she said, like, spoiler alert, on almost any issue or political poll you do, in the immediate future, 40% are going to be supportive, 40% are going to be negative, and the middle are going to say they don't know. Yeah. Surprise! Like, yeah. that's the answer to every question I right know. now. I know. So, weird so I, I, it is I, it is. I suppose they could be forgiven for saying this is really going to change things. But no, it was not going to change anything. I mean, well, there's there's two possibilities here. There's the possibility that all of America is as responsive to the cr- cray cray going on around here as we all are and that come midweek they were like oh president trump is so great and then friday night twitter mania goes down and then they're like oh no just kidding but i don't think people are that volatile or paying that much attention i mean mean, here's the other thing that uh, that is pretty interesting too this is from huffington post yougov poll so this was you know a lot of the pundits uh, folks out there said oh this was a real departure he you know was saying things a a little bit different than his stump speech it was different than when he said in his inauguration speech um but According to this poll, a majority of Americans said his speech was similar to everything he said so far. 52% felt that. Clinton voters were evenly divided. 41 said similar. 44% said different. Trump voters, two-thirds said this is similar to what he said before. 
about a quarter, between a quarter and a third said different. So, you know, it, it, this as far as party divisions go, this is not as wild as others we see when it comes to a question about Trump. Um, it, for a lot of voters, they didn't see this as this like massively different thing. Um, you know, and then you had a majority say, well, he's going to go back to the way he usually behaves <laughs> anyway. So, you know, in this case, voters were definitely correct because that's clearly what happened a couple days later. There were a few lonely tweets out there last week like, hey, after Trump does something like kind of reasonable, like two days later, he goes bananas. FYI, just a reminder. <laughs> just want to flag this for people. Throw the clock up on CNN. <laughs> It has been three days since a workplace incident. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Wait, reset the clock. It has been zero days exactly. since a workplace incident. Exactly, exactly. So um, so anyway, so I, I don't think looking at the reaction polling, I'm not surprised that it's not – it didn't – have some real great effect to Trump's approval rating. I'm not surprised that people didn't have this overwhelming, like strong reaction to it. Um, that didn't just re- reinforce what people already thought. Um, you know, I mean, it's interesting that 12% of Clinton voters said that they were imp- had an improved opinion of Trump's temperament as a result of the speech. I mean, that's something, you know, that's a bit of good news. But I bet if you went back to those folks, you know, two weeks from now or now, you know, they would be where they were because we are, you know, sort of back to the situation we've had, which is kind of roiling, volatile White House. Yeah, it's I think the the fact that you actually had one out of five Clinton voters saying they either strongly or somewhat approved of Donald Trump's speech is actually like, oh, okay, And that sort of undercuts the oh, everything is hopelessly divided and right. Clinton people will automatically hate everything Trump does and Trump people will automatically hate anything the other side does. That you had one out of five is like, okay, that actually – I might have put that as a high watermark if you were asking me before the speech. Right. Like, it's better than his 8 percent approval rating correct. among Democrats. Correct. But, but this is with people who watch the speech though. So Right. And as I think we talked about last week, that is a very self-selecting audience that unless – if you don't like the president, why are you going to sit around – watch 90 minutes of him talking unless you know it's like the same reason why people watch some reality tv shows with people they don't like yeah they would just want to like watch them hate watch yeah so there could be hate watchers in this bucket but right yeah i don't know so anyway we'll we'll see i mean still the approval rating is ultimately the same so it doesn't really seem like it's moved on especially since we had all this news about jeff sessions and russia even that is now almost like in the rearview mirror since there's been news since then with Obamacare and, you know, Trump and his attacks on well, yeah, let's- President Obama. Before we get to all that, the Sessions and t- the Sessions um, recusal. So, yeah, we're, we're trying to take this through the week. Yeah. The week in news from when we last spoke with you all. So there yes. was Trump's speech. Yes. Then about a day later, you had all of the, the Sessions stuff and, oh, wait, he did. Talked to the Russians, but he said he didn't. What does that mean? Then on Saturday morning, you get the Barack Obama being accused of wiretapping Trump. Right. Twist on the Russia story. And then you get to this week where you get the Affordable Care Act. So, like, that's enough news to have filled a month. Right. And we got it in six days. Right. Yeah. So rewinding back. So we've now we've done the speech. Now let's – we're at Sessions. What speech? Yeah. So now, now we're, we're at Sessions. sessions. <laughs> <laughs> it's March 8th, right? <laughs> anyway, so 
Um, and the numbers, and so there are quite a few polls have come out. I mean, the polling is ha- it's hard for the polling to keep up with the news. That's the other issue because polls will go in the field, something will happen, or whatever the poll was went in the field to measure is now old news because some new drama happened by the time the poll is done fielding, even with everybody's fast turnaround time. So you can see that in the polling. Um, but there is qu- there are quite a few outlets that have released polls in the last two or three days about you know who should look into. Uh, context between the Russians and the Trump campaign. A special prosecutor, yes or no? Or the way CNN asked it, which I thought was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. I love this. <laughs> Should a special prosecutor do it? Or is Congress capable of handling it? And in that one, that has a much higher, surprise, surprise, <laughs> no, a special prosecutor should do it. Even Republicans, 43% of Republicans say a special prosecutor You're asking them to declare Congress is capable of doing something. Right. And you have to <laughs> That's really... a bit of a reason. Right. Because, I mean, <laughs> if you had, I mean, just is Congress capable of blank and, you you know, tying uh, its own shoes? No. You know? <laughs> so that gave me a chuckle. The fact that you actually got a majority of Republicans saying Congress is capable of doing anything. I know, right? <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. So I don't know about that particular formulation. <laughs> uh, I, I enjoy that question. I did enjoy that I don't one. know how much it accurately reflects people's views on things, but it does lay out the contrast as it exists. In the real, in reality, right? It, it, those are the options. You <laughs> That's know? the option. It's so yes or no. I mean, it, in fact, is probably it, it may be less precise because are you saying no? There should be just <laughs> you know there should be nothing. Like what's ha- you know the questions that ask should there be an outside independent investigation or yes or no? Um, that no could include. No, which should be Congress. That's not an outside and independent investigation. You know, it, it's just some of these other questions can be a little bit um, unclear uh, for people who are not familiar with how all this stuff works. And obviously, this is, you know, this is complicated stuff. How to handle, you know, what are the allegations? Who's, whose responsibility is it to handle them um, and to investigate them? Uh, what does recusing yourself from this investigation mean? Um, you know, the disagreement between Sessions and the president over whether he should recuse himself. I mean, all of that is – that's really, really complicated stuff. Um, so it's no surprise that the polling is a little bit different in terms of um, how people ask about it. But still, ultimately, most of the, all the polls show that people want to see some sort of outside investigation um, and some or a special prosecutor, however the question is phrased. And a lot of people are concerned about it. Obviously, fewer Republicans are concerned about it. Um, depend, you know, no matter how it's asked, that that's clear. There is a party difference regardless. And it seems like the if you look at all the totality of the polling around. Russia, Trump, the election and all of this, there's a pretty serious or pretty significant consensus that, yes, it seems as though Russia tried to mess around and that this is very serious. Like you wind up in this USA Today Suffolk University poll, 46 percent of people say that they think it is a very serious issue that U.S. intelligence agencies have concluded Russia tried to meddle in the election. You have another 16 percent who say it is somewhat serious. So healthy majorities say like this is an, a, a big issue. 58 um, percent say, yes, there should be an outside independent investigation into allegations that there was contact between tr- Trump and uh and Russia or Trump administration or Trump campaign folks in Russia. Um, and you wind up on the question of is this serious or not? You still do, I think, have, uh, you know, you have a majority of Republicans who say, oh, this is not at all serious. But because you're talking about like the election, Russia meddled in the election, again, you're bringing back that whole 
oh, is the election legitimate right. type question. Um, and so you wind up with 61 percent of Republicans saying, no, there shouldn't be this outside investigation. But then you ask some other questions about, do you actually think that Russian influence affected the result? So this right. is from Morning Consult's poll um, with Politico. Do you think Russia influenced the result of the 2016 election or not? It's the Natalie Jackson rule. They're split right down the middle. 41% say yes. 42% say no. 17% say don't know opinion. Don't know, no opinion. It's um, did Russia actually have a material influence on the election? People are split. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Right. And so this is the thing that is troubling, right? So uh, there are other polls that don't specifically ask about Russia and the election per se, but what the perceived threat is of Russia and the perception that Russia is a threat uh, compared to other countries, that's gone up. And and we've talked about that before, and that's become a partisan divide as well. Pew had a poll in the last couple of months about a variety of different um, global threats, and one of the most divi- uh, partisan in the perception of that threat is on Russia. Another one is on ISIS in terms of what's – and on climate change. Those were the threats that were the mo- had most partisan divisions compared to, say, the Middle East conflict, which – you know, there was less of a party breakout. So, you know, there's this there's the concern about Russia is increasing. However, it's also very partisan. But I they can't wrap my mind around the idea that the Republican Party is now the party that like is like, eh, Russia, not a threat. So no big. So, I can't wrap my mind around this. I, I know. Right. I mean, it does seem very, <laughs> you know, at odds with, you know, like more vintage Republican. Yeah. Like, more vintage what? Republican philosophy totally remember thatcher and reagan guys come on right right i mean mr gorbachev tear down this wall i know tear down these WikiLeaks. yeah well, come on this is you know it's a big tent i guess you got over there and <laughs> so big tent sounds used toward russia but so but here but here's the thing that 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 i find troubling so let's just putting us you know can't we put aside who won, who lost, whose tax policies now are going to have, you know, the upper hand in Congress and all that mumbo jumbo and protect the sanctity of our elections. And that's what Pew found in this recent study. They asked how important are each of these different things as a uh, to maintain strong democracy in the U.S. And number one is national elections that are open and fair, like no partisan breakout. Like that's, you know. Republicans and Democrats want elections that are open and fair, but yet you have a lot of people just kind of willing to say this isn't really that big of an issue because I like the person who won, so maybe I'm not really that concerned about the conversation, you know, the the potential that there was, you know, forget about potential. You've had intelligence community say that there has in fact been meddling, but even if it was just potential, that should be sufficient to warrant investigation and more discussion. Yeah, we're not seeing that. But in theory, almost everybody says what we need to preserve for our democracy is uh, open and fair elections. So that's the part that is troubling and worrying. Um, Anyway, there's some other interesting stuff in the pew. But that one thing was the one that had no partisan divide and it was almost unanimous. If elections are open and fair, that's good. But there is – there are huge – Divides that begin to open up. So for the most part, you have 83 percent of Republicans, 85 percent of Democrats real close saying, yes, it is very important that we have a system of checks and balances dividing power between the president, Congress and the courts. Gaps begin to open up when you talk about the rights of people with unpopular views are protected, that Republicans, only 66 percent 
hold that say that that is very important, protecting sort of minority rights. Eighty percent of Democrats say that, which what's fascinating is that that's actually the argument that's being made on college campuses now right. by conservatives talking right. about free speech that we say, right. look, conservative views are unpopular on college campuses. But it is important and vital to our democracy and to the thriving of these institutions that these voices be allowed to be heard. So so where, where distressing to see that Republicans are on the other side of that. Well, I mean, 66% of them do say this is very important. So it's not all Republicans. It's just that there's a, a gap there between the GOP and the Democratic Party, and there's not a gap on everything. Right. So, you know, and meanwhile, there are probably a lot of those Democrats who say that, who if they were on a college campus, they're like, well, I don't want that person speaking or, you know, we should be able to protest and make them feel uncomfortable for speaking here or what have you. Yeah. So I don't know. There's a certain percentage of both those groups that's they're thinking about some other kind of, you know, unpopular view, you yeah. know? Um, so we're not, I'm not, it's not really clear. I mean, it's, but it is interesting, right? And then the place where there's a real lot of division, the most partisan division from this list is news organizations are free to criticize political leaders. So that's where not even just barely half or just under half of Republicans say that that's very important to democracy to have news organizations that are free to criticize political leaders. Three-fourths of Democrats say that that's important to democracy. It's it's kind of in alignment with some of the things that Trump says about the media, which was tested in – this was, I think, the Suffolk USA Today poll – President Trump has said journalists and the media are the enemy of the American people. Do you agree or disagree? Only 34% agree, but that's still kind of a lot. 34%. And then it's basically almost evenly divided when they phrase the question a little bit differently, which comes closer to your own view. Trump is right when he says the news media is unfair and biased against him, or the news media is right when they say they're appropriately holding the White House accountable. That's a pretty close divide, though. Hey, it's the Natalie. I'm calling okay. this the Natalie Jackson rule. <laughs> Look, people our, are pretty our divided. Show is now going to be seventy percent shorter. <laughs> Let's read the question. Oh, it's it Natalie Jackson rules. Never All mind. Right. Scratch Next that. one. Next question. Next question. <laughs> um, so the other. So this the, the arc of our show has been funny because you had during the sort of Republican primary and in up until the general election, you had a lot of like angst and distress from me about. Just everything. And then after Election Day, Margie became, I think, the most anxious and stressed. Yeah. My TV broke. I'm feeling a little better now. <laughs> of the show. <laughs> my anxiety hasn't gone away, though. And so between talking about this Russia stuff and, like, the views of my fellow partisans on Russia and now questions about executive authority, I'm like, I'm losing my mind. So this other question from the Pew study. Wait. Before you was... do that, we did just get a review <laughs> from somebody. I'm sorry. I don't there... remember your name. And it said – they, I like that they don't scream, even though sometimes one of them is bummed out. <laughs> so it's funny that you say that because somebody <laughs> just, just I did. That. If you heard that like clunking noise about three minutes ago, that was me like banging my head on the desk and my headphones falling <laughs> off. So we still have to get out our aggression some ways. Yes. But there's this question here about um, the role of presidential power. So if we're talking about health of democracy, um, you find when they ask, would it be too risky to give presidents more power to deal directly with the country's problems? Republicans used to overwhelmingly say, yes, it is too risky. Do not do that. And Democrats were a little more like, eh, two thirds of them thought it was risky to give presidents more power. Um, surprise, post-election, the partisans have flipped. And now the responses from Republicans today look exactly like the responses from Democrats six months ago and the responses from Democrats today look just like the responses of Republicans six months ago. 
Right. They're probably everybody loves executive power when their guy's in power. Right. Or gal. I I think there are lots of people who um, are excited about the president's executive orders who were complaining that complaining about Obama and his authority when he was doing executive orders. So, yep. I know that's just how it goes. Everybody's got a job to do, but it, it does kind of add to the coarseness of it all and just a sign of how divided we are on what we think this whole country business is about. And the AP and NORC just did this poll about what it means to be an American. It's a little bit different than what's important to democracy, what it means to be American specifically. And they found, I mean, these really massive... say illegal immigration is threatening to the American way of life. And 15% say legal immigration threatens it, which is going to be an issue because you now have – you had the president talk in his speech about changing the way we do legal immigration to make it instead of family unification, making it more sort of merit-based. You had, I think, Tom Cotton put out a bill that would limit legal immigration, like cut those numbers down. So that's even becoming part of the discussion. Um, In this APNORC poll, 71% say the U.S. is losing its national identity and the beliefs and the values that the country represents. And 57% say the U.S. should be a country with an essential culture that immigrants adopt when they arrive, while 42% think the country should change when new people arrive. So I think that's a really interesting question, the assimilation because there are plenty of folks who probably come from immigrant families that they're second or third generation, but they probably voted for Trump. And with the – well, my grandparents had to learn how to speak English. So, you know, that sort of mentality. So this – I'm fascinated at the way this poll has tried to pick up on as, these attitudes. Yes. And as an aside, I mean there was a time when, you know, people moved – when people were he, uh, moved here, they made sure that – their children learned English, and not only that, they did not speak their their native language because they wanted their kid to assimilate more quickly and be American and not mm-hmm. have another language. And now, people who don't even speak another language want their kids to learn another language. Like that particular thing has changed. Yeah, um, I don't know if that's changed. That's just a you know trend that I don't know if that is related to this larger these larger trends. But interesting little sub point. But the differences here, and this was called out and fleshed out more in a piece in The Fix by Chris Eliza, but some of the party differences in this poll are pretty massive. So almost six in 10 Republicans think that a culture grounded in Christian religious beliefs is important to our American identity, but just 29% of Democrats say that. Uh, 46% of Republicans, so almost half, say a culture established by the country's early European immigrants is what makes us American, just a quarter, so you know half as many Democrats say that. Two-thirds of Democrats say the mixing of cultures and values from around the world, that's fundamentally American, but just a third, so half of that, half of uh, that number uh, is what Republicans, uh, Republicans who feel that way. So, you know, really, really massive differences, but this pretty widespread belief that the U.S. is losing its national identity, but not in a lot of agreement on what that national identity is. So tough stuff for... Even somebody focused on unifying people, which, you know, I think most people agree. Certainly our last poll showed that, um, you know, Trump is not getting good ratings on that. Um, So moving on to the last big story from the week. The aha. (laughs) (laughs) Now, is only that could be confusing with the hospital association? Uh, Yes. I'm I'm, – Is that really the name? I I thought it was Trump care. I I thought it was – Well, so I – 
Trump no care. Tr- Trump care is – I'm totally fine calling it Trump care because the administration has come out and been very vocally in support of it. And so – Yeah, it doesn't have all those pages, you know? That's yeah, I mean, you could, you could call it Ryan care, but I'm going to call it Trump care, I think. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with that. Just uh, So we've recorded this Wednesday midday. You know, by the time you listen to it, there may not even be a Trump Ryan care anymore. I know. I'm going on, I'm going on ABCs this week on Sunday. And so I'll start thinking – on Friday about the topics and what I might want to say and what do I need to research. But this, like, the timeline is so screwy that, like, I probably should just wake up super early yeah. on Sunday and just figure it all out then. Yes. Um, but so on the uh, Affordable Care Act repeal, replace saga, uh, a, a bill was put forward in the House. Uh, CBO score is not out yet. Uh, there is – consternation there is frustration within the right um uh, some folks in the freedom caucus don't like it if you have been waiting for the donald trump versus freedom caucus showdown go pop that popcorn (laughs) buckle up guys here we go um but what we've talked about on the show in recent weeks is that the affordable care act which for a long time did not have a great approval do you're positive do you like it Eh, it was its ratings weren't great suddenly People started going, wait, 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 wait. It might go away. Hang on. Right. And it, so its numbers went up. Um, and so you could ask about a whole host of different things that, you know, do you think that Obamacare does or does not do well? The, you know, did you keep your doctor or whatever? I mean, there are plenty of ways you can ask people about the Affordable Care Act and they have beef with it. The problem Republicans are going to have is a lot of the changes that they would want to make are not popular. Right. And so the way I have framed this is – In the Affordable Care Act, there is stuff that is vegetables and there is stuff that is dessert, right? Right. Like the dessert is the pre-existing condition stuff, right? You can get covered, guaranteed issue. An insurance company has to give you coverage even if you're sick. That's a a thing that everybody loves. Everybody loves puppies. Everybody loves guaranteed issue. Individual mandate, less so. That's the vegetables, right? Right. Forcing everybody to buy health insurance. Nobody likes that. But it's even divided But in the CNN poll, which – is incredible. That is surprising. Well, and so what I think the Republican bill is trying to do is do keep as much dessert as possible while getting rid of some vegetables, but adding new vegetables. Right. Wow. This this analogy just broke down. All I'm trying to say is there are pieces of it that are so popular that Republicans, I think, know they have like to keep it. Like tax breaks for health insurance executives. Well, th- so this is the other thing that I think makes polling on this so interesting. So if I ask a question, do you think that the repeal and repl- – that the replacement plan should involve tax breaks for executives at insurance companies? Like nobody would say yes. But if I instead said, should the repeal plan treat compensation – the same for all industries or should it cart out specific industries? Like could could you frame it as like all this is doing is saying that people who work at insurance companies should be treated by the tax code the same way as people that work at other industries. So there are different ways you can frame the exact same policy and get totally different results when you ask. Right, right, right. And so this is going to be the big challenge with issue polling around this is that for a lot of Republicans trying to figure out is this going to be popular or not, it's hard to tell on the front end because what's really going to affect people is did your premiums go up? Could you keep your doctor? Those are the things that will really shape opinion. And 
you know, no one's going to feel very optimistic about this, even in the best of situations, because people just don't feel, I mean, people don't feel optimistic about, you know, health insurance premiums, period, you know, and, you know, this, there's not enough information about what's out there and people don't feel very optimistic. So even when you ask people, you know, is it going to, do you think your healthcare costs are going to go up or go down or stay the same? Do you think your choices are going to get better or worse or stay the same? More people think their uh, costs would go up than go down. A plurality say stay the same. It's a little bit better, I guess, if you ask about choice. Almost half say their choices are going to stay the same, but they don't seem particularly optimistic they're not i guess overly pessimistic but if the best they can at best we can say is people a plurality people think nothing's going to change i mean is that really enough of a motivation for republicans and trump to go all in on this i don't know it's gonna get weird it's gonna get weird stay tuned to this space we will have more and more issue polling on the specific pieces of the bill as those polls come back out of the field because, again, this bill this came is, out right. earlier this week and like Monday or Tuesday or something. So there are probably calls happening tonight. If a pollster calls your house tonight, take that poll. Take that poll. It might be about the AHCA. <laughs> but one we got Trump care. It might yes. be about Trump care. But one thing that at least Republicans did listen to the voters on is that they are coming up with a replacement. They're not just repealing. Now, this is where, you know, the Freedom Caucus and others say, no, we just want to repeal. We just want to blow the whole thing up. But voters are very so crazy. Voters are very clear that they do not want that. They don't want just, you know, blow it up and, you know, and then we'll figure it out afterwards. That is very clearly what voters don't want. So at least that particular point has been heard. So anyway. So All right. Could, last Barely have taken down the decorations for Valentine's Day, and I have to put up my International Women's Day decorations already. <laughs> All I think about every time I hear International Women's Day, I also feel bad. This is probably in violation of the spirit of International Women's Day, but I always think of The League, which is that show on FXX. What It's not on anymore, but they, a character named Ruxin always used to try to, like, reward – like, encourage his wife to have special Lady Day where, like – He'd go with her to the market and look at like organic vegetables and he'd bring her flowers. <laughs> and like, it was so just every time I hear International Women's Day, I just think it's International Lady Day. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. Things ladies uh, like things flowers ladies like. and organic vegetables. Yes. Scented candles. So there's actually been quite a few polls out for International Women's Day, which, you know, I think is a good time to support women owned businesses. Like Echelon Insights, for example. <laughs> I don't know. I just came up with that. But your local women in uh, minority-owned businesses, I think that's always a good thing to try to do. Um, and so there was this poll done by Ipsos Mori that was done. It was worldwide in a list of countries that's too small for me to read, but it seems like quite a large number. And about a fifth in this poll said that they believe that women are inferior to men. Either they agree with that very much or somewhat. I don't know. That seems kind of like a lot. I mean, it's obviously not that much. It's 20%. It's not 50%. But it's not great. Um, it just shows that there's quite a bit of work to do. I've had people say that to my face in focus groups. Like yes. women will be talking will be talking about like women running for office. And like there will be women in focus groups that are just like, I don't think women should be in politics. I'm like, oh, this is testing my focus group moderator poker face right now. Yes. But no, it's a thing. 
It's it's definitely a thing. So, um, and, and that's, you know, and this is very strongly worded. This is another thing too. I mean, people may think this or they may answer it. They may say something that sounds like this, but phrased another way, but may feel reluctant to actually say, I believe women are inferior to men. I mean, this isn't like women are different and they have different, you know, strengths and weaknesses. And that means there are, you know, better suited for X, Y, and Z professions and, and lifestyles. It is, this isn't that. This is women are inferior to men, which is a, you know, pretty strongly worded question. And when you get, even when phrased that way about, you know, a fifth say that. Now, there may be people who just don't think they should say that, but actually do feel it. Well, and something that I have seen in research that we've talked about on the show a long time ago is the gap between the amount of people that identify themselves with the beliefs that would constitute feminism and the people that will identify themselves as agreeing with the word feminism. With the, yeah. You know, with the so here you have, I believe in that equal, I believe in equal opportunities for men and women, that women should be treated equally to men in all areas based on their competency and not their gender. 59% strongly or very much agree with the statement. Strongest agreement by far. Yep. But then when you say, I define myself as a feminist, someone who advocates for and supports equal opportunities for women, it falls from 59% to 21% saying they agree very much. Right. Well, maybe it's the advocates because advocate sounds like sure. and it's, you're doing something. I define something. myself as a yeah. feminist. But it's yeah. that, that gap just like fascinates me. I know. What, 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 what drives the gap? Understanding I don't know. the people in the gap. Is branding. Awesome. Some branding. Um Okay. Well, happy International Women's well, Day thanks, to you, Well, thanks, Kristen. I'll just, you know, I'll just give you your present next year, I guess. <laughs> I'll just keep it in my desk because <laughs> now it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> okay. So key findings. The U.S. may be losing, losing some wattage globally, but the D.C. job market is still good. Meanwhile, the job rating of one person in particular doesn't seem to be getting any better. Protecting our elections is what unites us and defines us as Americans. Or is it? It's too early for Obamacare to be DOA. We haven't even gone through all the polling yet. And meanwhile, happy International Women's Day for all those who celebrate. I'm celebrating by getting tickets to two great women's events. I'll put them out on Twitter, Emerge Maryland or the bipartisan um, Women to Watch Awards, the Running Start Women to Watch Awards. And I'm also wearing sensible shoes. That's my other Way to stick it to the man. There you go. There you go. <laughs> they don't really go with my outfit, but they're very comfortable. We can get behind that. We can get behind that. You can find us on Twitter at, at the Pollsters individually, at Margie O'Meara and at Case Soltis Anderson. You can find us on Facebook where throughout the week we are posting links to the show, uh, the great polls and stories we might talk about on the coming show. You can find us at www.thepollsters.com with our links to various exciting polling resources. Don't forget to write a review, tweet at us, let us know what you think. Tell your friends about the show. We would love to get some new listeners in here now that we are in this brave new world of uh, post-election polling. It's a, I feel like it's a kind of a fun time to get on board. And, That's right. You know, we're, we're past the election crazy, so... Jump on in. There's still plenty of polling. Plenty of polling to discuss. Plenty of polling to discuss. Thanks. Bye. A Westwood One podcast production.